Blog Talk Radio. I've often said that I wished people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. Why not take a chance on faith as well? Not religion, but faith. Not hope, but faith. I don't believe in hope. Hope is a beggar. Hope walks through the fire and faith leaps over it. You are ready and able to do beautiful things in this world. As a child, my parents always told me you could be whatever you want to be. You could do whatever you want to do. But I didn't totally believe it. Yet I went out in the world and I carried myself and I held my head high. And I stood there and I looked people in their eyes and I talked to people as if I was deserving of everything that this planet has to offer. Confucius said one time, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. It's time to change. Time to walk down another street. What is your dream? I just want to ask you one question. What do you want to be remembered for? I hope you want to be remembered as a grinder. Someone who fights their way through all the things that they go through. Do not give up on your marriage. Do not give up in school. Do not give up on your goals and your dreams. You want to be an athlete. Grind. You want to open up that company, that organization. Grind. Nobody has to convince you to do what you have to do. Wake up early. You stay up late. You will do whatever you have to do to get where you need to go. Who gave me five grand when I was in Michigan State doing my program? I didn't get a, I didn't have no budget. But I didn't need a budget. I had a dream. I didn't need no help. The president never came and said to me, E.T., we're going to help your program for this institution blow up. The president never came, and I never quit. I never gave up. Why? Because it wasn't her dream in the first place to take care of a group of kids from the D. It was my dream. It was my goal. I don't expect you to do, I don't expect you to believe in my dream like I believe in my dream. And the problem with some of y'all is you want somebody else to support your dream. It's yours. I don't owe you a dime. It's your dream. If you want it to happen, get your butt up and make it happen. If you want it to happen, rise and grind. The warfare is in your mind. It's not in your checkbook. It's not in your savings account. It's not on your job. The fight that you got to fight is in your mind. There is always someone on your heels. There's always someone with talent. There's always someone hungry to take what you have. So where's that differentiating factor? It's within. It's in your life. If you're number one, you've got to act like you're still number two trying to get there. These people are relentless. You are always replaceable in the office, on your roster spot. And every year I tell you, 
there's always going to be someone with more ability, with more privilege. So where's your competitive edge? It's up to you to muster it up and revisit your past where you weren't the top dog. Revisit that pain. Check yourself for that hunger and deliver it from the inside out. Outthink them. Outsmart them. Outwork them. I will not be outworked. Period. Well, one of the things about life, you're going to get hurt. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to fail your way to success. But you've got to be willing to experiment. You've got to be willing to push yourself. You've got to be willing to challenge yourself by putting yourself in a perpetual state of discomfort. It's time to put your best foot forward. It's not about just putting in hours. It's about what are you doing with those hours you're putting in. Stay focused in accomplishing every single goal, every single day. We're trying to reach a pinnacle point. Nobody else can give you the effort that you need. Nobody tells you when you're successful. You know when you're successful. You know if you're putting in enough time to become great. You know when you're good. And there will be times when you feel like giving up. You just got to go one more mile. You got to go one more day. And I guarantee you'll find that motivation that you need. There's something that's built on the inside of you that man cannot give you. Your life, your health, your business, the situation that you're going through, everything that you've been through should push you to your destiny. Today is the day. Healing. Healing for your heart, your soul, your life. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's hottest new show, Lifeline, with your host, Cindy Summer. Cindy and her guests from around the world share wisdom of the ages with topics that will heal, touch, and inspire. You will learn that with the universe, there are no odds against you, just the allowing of all that is for you to show up. Lifeline is where healing is the norm, not the exception. Lifeline with Cindy Summer is sponsored in part by LifelineInvestigations.com with offices and affiliates throughout the world, world-class investigation and protection services, first-class results, LifelineInvestigations.com. And now, here's your host, Cindy Summer. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm pumped up. Welcome to Lifeline with Cindy Summer. I am Cindy Summer, and I'm your host. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? Hope walks through the fire. Faith leaps over it. You know, it's so true. Rise and grind. Man, oh man, that pumped me up. And I heard it today, and I thought, that's the one I want for this show. This show is going to be spectacular. I'm very, very excited. So many great things are happening. So many great things are happening. And I'm excited to have all of the listeners here. There is a chat room. You can uh, go in and uh, I will open the chat room. A little late on doing that, but we'll do it here uh, now. And also, you can text the number to your friends and say, hey, Come on and, and meet me on the show, 347-850-1090. It's real simple. All they have to do is call in. And it's under blogtalk.com forward slash Lifeline with Cindy Summer. So many things are happening. Wow, we just got back from Canada, Lifeline Healing Team. We went to Canada. We did three workshops at the White Flame. Thank you, Rhonda and the team there. 
the White Flame, you can reach them. You can look at all their good stuff there, whiteflamecompany.com. Equality, equality in the USA. That was a big decision on Friday, June 26th. I went out and celebrated. That was very cool. Done a lot of work for social uh, causes like this. Equality is is very important to me. And, um, you know, there's just so many good things happening on the planet. So grateful for all of you that are calling in. Actually, the board is lit up, and I'm so excited. We're back on Lifeline with Cindy Summer. There's many, many shows to look at. You can go into the archives. There's so, so many guests that we've had. But we took a little hiatus off, and uh, I'm, I'm just grateful to be back. So tonight's show, it's all about setting the intention. And I am going to bring live on the, the phone with everyone here, uh, Sandy Marshall from Ontario, Canada. Uh, Sandy is uh, uh, one of the most amazing individuals that uh, you would meet. Uh, she's she's wonderful, and uh, she's an energetic. Uh, she says she's an energetic coach, but she's much more than that. She's a healer, a teacher. She's an inspired person, and so welcome to uh, Lifeline with Cindy Summer. Sandy, you're on the line live. Welcome. Good evening. Thanks, Cindy. Uh, you're welcome. Um, you know, I'm I'm so excited about this. The power of intention is so important. Uh, it it plays in every aspect of our lives, and and uh, I, I've got some amazing individuals. One of which is my daughter. <laughs> so I'm very excited to bring her live. I'm going to bring on Christine Summer. Christine, you're live on the show with me. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> And welcome. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Uh, Christine, you've been on the Seattle Saracens, and while I'm talking to you, I'm going to bring on uh, Matt. Uh, also, Matt, you're live on the line? Uh, I think you're live on the line. Let me see if that's you. Uh, Matt, are you live with us? Nope, that's not Matt. This is Karen. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll put you back on hold. Sorry about that. Bummer. Um, well, we've got to find Matt, so we'll find him. But in the meantime, um, welcome, Christine. And uh, I'm just uh, looking to see where he went. Um, Christine, you're still with me. Um, Christine has been into rugby for, it seems like, forever since she played at UC Santa Barbara and uh, had a great career out there. Um, I remember when you first uh, went out for rugby, um, it was just a weekend camp, and, and you learned about it, uh, having played soccer most of your, you know, most of your life since I think you were six, and uh, if I remember right, um, <laughs> uh, it's yep. just been one phenomenal experience for you. So um, I want you to tell the guests and, and those that are calling in and on the chat line, what it is that drew you to rugby and uh, what keeps you there. And then we're going to get into the power of intention while I look for Matt. (laughs) Yeah, finding Matt. Um, You know, yeah, I played soccer most of my life. I started when I was about eight years old. And I played through high school and in a couple um, competitive clubs for California. And then once I attended UC Santa Barbara, which 
in my first year, I was I was expecting to try out for the club soccer team, but then I met some women and on the women's rugby team, and they kind of told me, hey, come check this out. Um, it's pretty cool. So I ended up going to a practice with a few of my uh, freshman friends that I met in the dorms, and I've pretty much stuck with it ever since. Um, it's just like a, a high competitive drive of a sport that has just so many more aspects than I thought it had. And I don't think I realized it until I stopped playing soccer, um, just uh-huh. how much I have been missing. Yeah. I mean, it's so grueling out there. It's like football without helmets. It's nuts. And yet it's, but, you know, yeah. you, you guys, uh, you run, you tackle. Uh, there's a lot of stamina involved, especially with the sevens, because there's only seven of you, right? Exactly. And so, you know, Christine has pushed herself and and set goals and um, set the intention to move forward in her rugby career. And I remember when you were in California in 2011 and um, you decided to go out to uh, – it might have been 2012, go out to Seattle and check out a team out there. Tell us about that and how that went. So, I mean, when I graduated college, as most college seniors, I still had a, not a really good idea of what I wanted to do. So the only thing I knew for certain was that I wanted to continue playing rugby, and I didn't want to do it in California. Googled women's rugby in, in Seattle and, there was a lot more to choose from than I thought, so I, I drove north, and I joined the Emerald City Mud Hens Women's Club. Um, currently, they're a D2 women's club based out of Seattle, and I met a lot of women, and I actually ended up um, being housed at one of their houses, so it was awesome to have that kind of room and board and also play rugby while I got my feet on the ground. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and and tell us about your, you know, your experience. You changed teams. You changed from the Emerald City Mudhens to the Seattle Saracens, and there was a real focused intention there. As I've talked to uh, John uh, Wooler, who's one of the coaches, and um, you know, it's it's very interesting. Uh, John and I are friends, and I was up there on my tour. And we were having several discussions because I, I actually stayed with him. It's very generous. And, um, you know, we talked about rugby and uh, the focus and tension that has to be given to that. And, and there was a number of players that went to the Seattle Saracens. It's a much different league. It's a whole different world, isn't it, from where you were? Well, you know, both are really competitive teams. Um, they're just at different levels now. So that was during a time where a, a few teams were going through a few changes and um, it just depended what level players wanted to play at. So I hope City Mudhead still have a great a great team and a great community of players as you the Oh, absolutely. But the absolutely. are continuing to play up in um, D.C. Canada. So the level of play is um, extremely high. Uh, definitely a lot of commitment with travel and expenses. But to play in the top women's league in 
um, Canada, especially on the BC side, is yes. It's uh, I, I went to see one of the games out there in British Columbia, and it was uh, during the first part of my tour in September, uh, and it was so different than what I'd seen. It'd been quite a while since I'd, I'd seen uh, Christine play, unfortunately, but I went out there and I was doing a workshop later on that night, and I was fortunate enough to see the the girls play on the Saracens team, and it was just amazing. Um, I knew then that something special was happening with this team. And so let's talk about the power of attention. I'm going to bring Sandy on live. And um, and I want you to um, just tell us about your focused intention and how this whole rugby scene is and, and, and what happens. I've got a number of questions coming in and one of them is, what do you do with your team? What do you do with yourself in the morning? Um, I want to be in better shape. I, I want to uh, be great. Um, and and so you can, you can just tell us about the changes that you've seen the team go through. You're the captain of the women's team. And, um, you know, you started out there and, and just plugged on. And then take us to the recent um, game uh, where it all culminated in the national championship, if you would. Um, sure. So Seattle has had a lot of changes since, um, you know, early last summer. Our teams kind of emerged, a few split, and the Saracens and the Mudhens decided to be two separate teams. So we started playing with each other for the fall. We did fairly well in both uh, in the BC League and um, had a pretty intense, and I wouldn't say let down, but we lost in the semifinals this last May. So I, I think that was the hardest time for us because there wasn't a whole lot of um, a lot of want to continue. So honestly, the thing that we had, we all sat down, um, 30 women, no coaches, and just brought up the topic of um, where do we want to be, what we want to be known as, as far as the Seattle women's team. And it was a round-robin discussion of um, individual goals and team goals and how we want to be seen as a Northwest women's rugby team. So as cheesy as it sounds, that's literally how we kept up our inner emotions of being a successful team. We came out of that meeting and we only had one month left for prep before USA semifinals in uh, San Francisco and the energy was high and there was a lot of drive at practice and on the field and off the field for players. Uh, Players were waking up and working out individually. We wanted to make sure it wasn't just what you're doing with the team at practice, but what you're doing outside of practice and on your own. So there was a definite change. So uh, come San Francisco, it was our first time showing the United States what we looked like because we play in um, Canada and no one's able to see us. So since there's there are no teams in Division One in the Northwest for the Seattle teams to play, so we get a seed to play on because we play higher level mm-hmm. So since we had that seed, we went to playoffs and realized this is our first time the United States is going to see 
uh, Seattle women's rugby or Seattle Saracens women's rugby play. And uh, one thing that I mentioned to you earlier is that after we had that meeting, we started having these huddles of three breaths. And it was such a calming experience for everyone on the team. Before every game, before every track, we would huddle. Yeah. And we'd count to three. And we would take three slow breaths. And that was it. So you were you were grounding. You were really setting the intention and allowing the universe just to back you up. That's amazing. And it, was there someone specific that taught you that, or did you one of the coaches or team staff? Did they say, "Hey, you guys got to do this," or did you all just come up with this yourself? We we kind of came up with it. Um, we, I mean, as a group of thirty thirty five women, I mean, throughout the day, there's a lot to think about, and it's hard to keep focus on just one thing during rugby practice. So we decided, you know, before practice to get everything out of the way and just clear our minds. We're going to take three breaths, all of us together, and we're going to start practicing. I love it. I love it. And that's that's how it started, and that's how it's been going. And that was Uh, only how much time before you went to San Francisco? That was about a month before we left. Wow. And that was your semi-playoffs, right? Those were the semis, yep. Wow. That's awesome. I, You know, the power of intention is so strong. And, uh, you know, when I was in Utah some years back, I was hanging out with my cousin, Christy, and uh, we would go to these – her, her – her daughter was uh, in her teens, and she played soccer. And um, the the kids were great. They were very talented. But the parents on the sideline, yeah, that was the problem. They were like, no, ah, and they were just really being fanatical, controlling people. <laughs> Sorry, but that's just the way it was. And And I talked to them, and I said, you know what? You're creating energy that is not helping your team. And they looked at me like I had four heads. And I said, look, just try this. Just say, that's okay, and let it pass, and let it go. And then when they do something really awesome, yeah, that's it. Build them up because you attract whatever you want, whatever you think about, whether you want it or not. So, you know, their attraction was getting scattered results. When they changed as a group on the sidelines, the team started winning and winning and winning. And they they said, oh, we've got to have Cindy come back every game. They ended up taking the state championships for soccer that year. And they were so amazed. It wasn't the team that didn't have the talent. It was the fragmented energy that was coming from the sidelines. And so as a team, they they did some exercises with me and so forth. But you guys, you did this all on your own. Um, you created a very clear frequency or vibration, and you basically stopped the fragmentation. That's what you did. And it it helped you focus. You went on to the semis and you won, and then uh, take us up to when you had your most recent game uh, just a couple of weeks ago in uh, Colorado. Uh, yeah, so we won both games in San Francisco, and it was a huge high, and we just didn't want to get too confident, but um, practice kept going well. We had one week 
uh, in between semis and the finals. So, one, it was, um, you know, hard to continue practice, knowing that everyone was exhausted from a doubleheader. And then, two, we had to raise a lot of money because our team is funded by some sponsors, but the players do pay their way. Um, so, you know, finals came, and we flew to Denver as uh, a team. We had some really good um, managers and leadership and uh, coaching staff that really kept our schedule tight and made sure we had everything we needed. And then when it came down to the final that Saturday, um, we were all ready. I think that it was more that we then were believing that, hey, this is this is it. We This is our game. There was no doubt that we had the skill and the talent and the women to, to take first. So after during that game, we were playing really well, and then there was a lightning strike. So we were on a lightning strike delay for two hours with only about 30 minutes left. And we were up, and we came back, and um, actually Beantown scored one try, and we played defense for the last 20 minutes, and then the whistle blew, and we won USA Div 1 championship. The uh, the game was so intense, man. I was watching it here in Kentucky on, on the big screen uh, downstairs at Jennifer's house, and oh, my gosh, I, I bet every finger now off. I was like, why aren't they starting to play? Because it was like the most the longest delay I'd ever sat through. And I was just like pacing. <laughs> and uh, then when they came back on the field, they were so focused. And, and after that try, I just, you know, I was texting everybody on Facebook, send a positive energy. <laughs> and you guys, it was phenomenal. Even the uh, the guys that were calling the game, you know, they said, wow, we thought, uh, thought for a moment it was getting kind of shaky there. But then, you really came together with that focused intention, and the the defense was phenomenal to watch. They couldn't they couldn't do anything. They just stopped them every every five seconds. They stopped them, and it was it was uh, what a thrill it was for me to watch, and uh, so proud of everyone on the team. Um, I'm gonna let you um, just talk to uh, Christine for just a minute. I want to find Matt, and I can't do it while I'm talking and and asking questions. So I'm gonna turn the time to you, Sandy, and uh, I'd like you to take over for just a moment while I get a hold of sure. Matt and bring him live. All right, thank what you. What a great story, Christine. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What is really clear is is when you set an intention and then act on it to demonstrate your commitment, amazing things do happen. And that's what you guys did in that that group you had that um, where everybody just kind of looked at their goals and the team, that's what you guys were able to pull together. And it was your commitment um, that really, really set the intention for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's funny because in the beginning of the season, um, we took a lot of team pictures from last summer to this summer, and in the beginning of the season, especially in January, uh, I had this thing where I'd always screw up the number one in the photos, and people would laugh, and they're like, oh, it's just throwing up one. But you could see the transition from January to mm-hmm. May. Everyone in our team was doing the wow. same thing. 
They yep. all felt it. And it was just becoming congruent and everybody was on the same frequency. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Excellent. Okay, we're back with Matt. I found him. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. <laughs> Welcome, hey, can, Matt. Can you hear me? Can you hear me this time? I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. Awesome. It's a, I've uh, I've actually never had so many people light up the phone line. So it was just like all of a sudden I got buried. And um, so thank you for being patient, Matt, um, and welcome. Um, it, it's Matt Treville, right? Yes, it is. And thanks for having okay. me. I'm, I'm uh, really honored to be on the oh. show. I'm, I'm so grateful to have you and Christine. I know Christine is pressed for time, but we're going to keep her for just a little bit longer while you're on the phone with us. Uh, Matt is a USA Eagles. He's also the captain of the men's Seattle Saracens. He's been the captain four years. And, you know, it's just a phenomenal um, organization. And um, there's so many ways that you can get involved in the Seattle Saracens. Uh, Lifeline uh, with Cindy Summer is a support of the Seattle Saracens, um, and I encourage anyone who's in the position to support to um, go buy a T-shirt. It doesn't have to be, you know, thousands of dollars, but if you're a corporation and you want a great um, team to support, Seattle Saracens is your team. And you can go to Facebook. Um, the Seattle Saracens are there. It's real easy, facebook.com forward slash the Saracen Seattle, and you'll find them. So, Matt, tell us about your experience. You know, Christine has been talking about focused intention. She's been talking about the teamwork that's involved when you're on a team like that and coming together. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience and, and, um, and, and just share with our listeners what it takes uh, to, to be a champion. Okay, well, uh, I'll start with the, the Seattle Saracens team. Um, we've been together for a few years now, and we also play up in British Columbia. And for the last three years, we uh, we have come second every year and lost in the final. And this year, we finally broke through and um, beat Marilomas in, in the final of the D- Division One, which has now sent us into the Premiership, which is the best rugby in North America. So... Um, you know, talking about coming together, it sort of became a theme where we'd always lose in the final. And it really, until this year, when everyone got the same page and and uh, sort of like was Christine was talking about getting that same energy and, and the same focus, we really were able to take that next step. And I, I bet you can imagine playing in Canada as the only American team. We don't have many fans up there. So really, it was really on us and our coaching staff to come together and really... Uh, really sure we could do on the field and, and we finally got that win and it was it was one of the most awesome feelings that you can feel in my opinion. So we were very happy about that. Oh, that's awesome. And and, and what are some of the personal habits that you have, Matt, that keep you focused with focus and tension? Well, um, you know, you mentioned that I played for the US Eagles team, so I, I have some, some goals that I'm trying to reach. Um uh, through that team, which is going to a World Cup and things like that, so I have a lot of motivation and drive just to just to stay on the team because it's very competitive. Um, you know, Christine and I work out in the morning at uh, the Atavis Academy where we have to get up at 5 a.m. four mornings a week, 
and do our weights, do our sprints, do our training, and then we go off in the evening after a, a full day of work. So um, I'd say discipline is one of the biggest things that you have to have uh, to try and get better as an athlete, and obviously those habits come with that. But, yeah, just stay disciplined, stay focused, and, and stay hungry, and, and uh, good things seem to happen. And I've even improved my nutrition, which I'm pretty happy about. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. They say that your yeah. uh, your abs are not made in the gym; they're made in the kitchen, right? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that is so, so true. <laughs> it's it is. I, you know, today I spoke with my daughter Christine, who's on the show. You know, just momentarily for a few moments, and and I was pressed for time. I was up really late last night and got up early this morning and trying to prep for the show and so forth and do my other stuff and the. And the lifeline healing work, and um, I had a 4:30 um, or no, a 5:30 appointment with my trainer at LA Fitness, and uh, I was pressing it. I was pressing it like to the last minute, and um, I was asked, uh, "Are you going to go, or are you just going to continue to prep?" Because you know Jennifer was telling me, uh, "I know you need to prep." And the first thing that came to my mind was was the conversation with uh, Christine. I've watched her progress over the years as uh, really an elite athlete. <laughs> and I always joke with my trainer that if I can have hammies like my daughter, my life is going to be complete. <laughs> but I, I had a moment there. I had a choice. And, and I thought to myself, yeah, I probably should just prep for the show. And then I caught myself. And I thought, no, is that what I want? Is that, are those the outcome results that I want? I mean, yes, I want a good show. But do I want to skip my training session uh, with Steven, who's this master trainer at LA Fitness? Do I want to skip it, really? He's got me on this calendar. I've committed to this. And in that second, I made that recommitment and got dressed and let, left the house and got there just in time. And I was so grateful I did, so grateful. And sometimes it just takes reintending, you know. Um, Abraham Hicks uh, talks about segments and tending, where we get up in the morning, we have our eyes starting to open. We can take that moment and and um, and and just grab onto it, gratitude, and uh, then and intend that segment. What are we going to do? Okay, i got to get up and brush my teeth. And, you know, it can get very basic. And then intend when you're getting in your car to go to work, I'm going to drive safely to work. I'm seeing myself doing it. I'm completing it. I get out of my car. I walk in. I'm in a good mood. And this is what they call segment intending, and it's very, very powerful. It's very powerful on so so many levels. So when Christine was talking about, you know, the energy changing within the team. Is that what you saw with the men's team as well? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you could feel it. We we uh, went into this semifinal series and then the finals with a with a completely different attitude. And I think there was a, a huge belief uh, within the team. And, and you could feel it at training. You could feel it in our games. You could feel it at, at all different times. And it's, it's infectious too. When when you're mm-hmm. designed to do something, it affects the person beside you, and I think that um, that really uh, got the team going. I think that's one of the major reasons we were able to to leap that hurdle of, of winning the final. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Christine, do you, I know you have a, a seventh practice and you've got to go. Um, is there anything you want to add to this conversation? I'm really grateful that you could take so much time with us. You're very committed. And um, so I, I would like you to just wrap up. If you've got something to say to some kids that are listening, because we do have teens that listen, and, um, you know, you can you can talk about whatever you want. I'll give you a, a couple minutes or so to wrap up your thoughts on the power of intention. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, as I said before, I've, I think I've always been a, a player that gets wrapped up in their head, and that happens to me a lot, especially um, before game time and uh, not so much before practice, but before I know I'm – I really need to to show people um, good things. I kind of get slight anxiety, and I actually start to, like, breathe really heavy, and I think about, like, multiple things and start to get a headache, which has become something I've gotten used to after playing in higher-level rugby because it, it can be very stressful. Um, but I guess the one thing that down is just um, – literally to myself I just breathe and I count that is my thing I'll count and I breathe I do some visualization but only the night before because if I do anything like that before the game it it gets me a little crazy um so I guess just for if anyone is listening um thing that works for you that makes you play well and keeps you relaxed and calm and cool and Keep that going. Everyone's original. Yeah, everybody's unique and oh. individual, and and that's amazing. So, thank you, Christine, for your sincerity and your openness and being so transparent. It's the, you know, it's it's interesting because, <laughs> you know, I'm just bursting with pride for everything that you have done in your life, and I just. Uh, I'm so grateful to have this association and be called your mom. So thanks again for being in my life and and for, um, you know, being such a great individual. It's not just rugby. It's Christine is an amazing person inside and out, and she exudes love everywhere she goes, and uh, she just she tries to be helpful with everyone. And uh, as the captain, you know, that's so 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 necessary and it's such a it's such a a position of power and with the power comes such responsibility so um have fun at your practice and uh, go be you i'm proud of you and i'll let you go thanks so much for uh being on the line that's for you matt you're not off the hook yet <laughs> thanks for having me on thank you're you welcome. thank you Thank you. Uh, thank you. Enjoy your practice. Uh, Matt, thanks for sticking with us. You know, um, there's so much out there on the power of intention. And like I said, we have so many questions coming in, text messages, questions. Uh, you know, Deepak Chopra, he says there's five steps to harness the power of intention. And it, it, it is starting point of every dream. It really is. The creative power fulfills all of our needs, whether it's money or relationships, spiritual awakening or love. Everything that happens in the universe is, begins with intention, you know, if you think about it. 
But when you decide yeah. to buy a birthday present or you want to wiggle your toes or call a friend, it all starts with intention. And, it, you know, the sages of India, it goes back thousands of years um, that our destiny is ultimately shaped by our deepest intentions and desires. And, um, you know, there's so many schools of thought, and this show isn't about changing anybody's religious orientation or school of thought, but it's about empowerment. And so, you know, Deepak's one of my favorite guys, Deepak Chopra. If you don't know his name, it's spelled C-H-O-P-R-A, and you can look him up. Um, It's about what your deepest desires are, and as your desire is, so is your intention. And it's it's really simple. If we focus our intention, it's it's in it's directed impulse into our consciousness uh, that contains this uh, this this seed from which you create everything. And just like uh, real seeds, intentions can't grow if you hold on to them. It's only when you release your intentions into that depth of your own consciousness that that they can grow and flourish. And, um, and, you know, it's interesting listening to you and to Christine and and the story of the Seattle Saracens is phenomenal, just phenomenal. And you guys, um, it seems as if you slip into the gap, into the gap of, you know, most of the time our mind is caught up in the thoughts and emotions. And like Christine said, you know, she had a lot of things going on, so she just learned to breathe and then they started doing this as a team because beyond that noisy internal dialogue is a state of pure awareness that is sometimes you know we refer to it or sometimes you'll hear Deepak or Wayne Dyer call it the gap and uh, one of the most effective tools we have for entering the gap is meditation and that's this form of meditation right Sandy that that Christine was Mm -hmm. talking about it's getting real still it's getting still, and it, and it takes you beyond the ego mind into the silence and the stillness of your pure consciousness. And it's really the ideal state in which you want to plant your seeds of intention. Um, there's another step, you know, releasing your intentions and desires, because once you've established um, your state of awareness, um, you, you have to release your intentions and desires. And so... Um, I believe the best time to really plant those intentions is during um, the period after meditation. I sometimes will do it um, as I clear my chakras and I pull out through my third eye. I will set the intention and just see it. Um, but uh, Deepak believes that right after you do the meditation, that's when your awareness remains centered. And um, so after you set the intention, let it go. You just stop thinking about it. And you continue this process for a few minutes after your meditation period each day. And, um, and it's, it's about letting go, releasing your intentions. Uh, Deepak says the third step is to remain centered in a, in a state of restful awareness, he calls it. <laughs> and uh, I think it's just stillness, you know. Intention is much more powerful when it comes from a place of contentment than it, when it comes from a sense of lack or need. You know, we were talking about this the other night. Um, I was talking about this with a very good friend about, um, you know, if I want a BMW, I can't see a BMW drive down the street and go, oh, man, that sucks. You're driving a BMW, and I'm not. 
you know, and uh, we've got to see it and be grateful for it, no matter who's driving the vehicle, before we're going to manifest it into our lives. And and this takes an amazing um, focused intention on staying centered and being uh, in the state of refusing to be influenced by other people's doubts or criticisms. And really your higher self knows that everything is all right and everything will be all right, even without knowing the timing or the details of what will happen. So remaining centered in a, a state of awareness is very key. He talks about detaching from the outcome, you know, um, putting that picture on the uh, on the refrigerator, but then you're not going to go focused all the time with your intention. You're going to you're going to bring out your focus and go general. And so he says, relinquish your rigid attachment to spe- specific results and live in the wisdom of uncertainty, because attachment is based on fear and insecurity, while detachment is based on unquestioning belief in the power of your true self. So intend for everything to work out as it should. This includes sickness, letting go, and allowing the opportunities, the openings to come your way. And the release of sickness is very, very important. And then letting the universe handle the details. You know, your focus and tension sets the infinite organizing power of the universe into motion. You've got to learn to trust that infinite organizing power to orchestrate the complete fulfillment of your desires. And just like Christine and Matt were saying about letting go, taking those deep breaths, centering, that's what they were doing. They were centering and grounding. They were taking those three long, deep breaths. And that's about shutting down the left side of the brain, that ego-centered brain that says, i got to do this, i got to do that. What are these people going to think? What is that? Da, 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 da. It goes on and on and on. Da, da. We know it well. The right side is about not listening to that voice that says you have to be in charge, that obsessive vigilance. That's the only way to get anything done is that if I'm in control. And so the outcome that you try so hard to force may not be as good as you, you the one that you will get if you allow it to come naturally. And so releasing your intentions into what they call that fertile ground of pure potentiality. Um, And they're going to bloom and they're going to season just right and everything is going to come into fruition. And the Seattle Saracens, boy, what an amazing natural um, example of setting these uh, focused power of intention, the harness, the power of intention. It's not necessarily, guys, the law of attraction. A lot of people get that confused, a law of attraction with the power of intention. They're two separate, distinct things. And and yet you cannot attract if you don't intend. Uh, what are your thoughts about this, Matt? Do you have any um, experience and you'd like to share or something that was manifested once you let it go? Yeah, of course. Um, first, you, know, you touched on uh, meditation. Now, that's something that with the U.S. Eagles we do on tour all the time because um, the importance it plays in, in your mental game because obviously the body the body follows where the mind will lead. So we have uh, we have mornings where we wake up uh, early, we all go into a room, they turn the lights off, and we have a meditation session. 
and it really helps uh, us focus on the day on whatever whatever training sessions ahead or if it's a game day and it's just something that really uh, gets your mind clear uh, like you said you let go you relax and then you're able to go out there and perform at your best without limitations so that's something that we really do uh, a lot of and it's super beneficial I, I found it very beneficial personally it's something that I, I've carry on in my everyday life when uh, you know I'm not on tour I'm just here at the gym or if I'm just at home so it's something that's that's very beneficial for me that's amazing you know it's good to yeah. know I mean with you uh, your team and you know we're always uh, organizations are always seeking sponsors and and sponsors want to sponsor healthy teams sponsors want to sponsor teams that are centered in uh, the Tao or centered in life. And it, it, it just, that's what I love about the Seattle Saracens, about the Eagles, and about all of those, the coaching staff and everyone that's uh, involved in the, these organizations. It's, it's a high-frequency vibration and uh, so, so amazing of a team and, and so amazing to see how all of these things came together. It's not impossible, guys. You can do it in your everyday life all the time. And um, this is just one example. You know, we have this show, Lifeline with Cindy Summer. We talk a lot about spiritual things. We talk a lot about the Tao Te Ching. We talk a lot about uh, manifesting and creating your life and health and wellness. And, uh, you know, and yet it's it's not, you know, we're not these... um, people, uh, physical beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And if we can get that in our heads and we can live from that paradigm, from behind the eye, uh, great things can happen. Amazing things can happen. The right people come into your life. The right relationships come into your life. The right money comes into your life. The goals and the aspirations and all of those uh, intentions Start manifesting. I see it in my life every single day. The more I let go, the more uh, things just happen. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your bio and and more about uh, you, Matt. I want to hear more details. Are you there? (laughs) Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I want to hear about okay, how you cool. got into uh, to rugby and, and, and tell us a little about your life going back, um, you know, into your teens or wherever you want to start. Okay, so I, uh, I was born in Sydney, Australia, in a little town called Cronulla Beach. So uh, I grew up in a very active town, surfing, swimming, um, playing rugby, playing soccer. Basically, I was, I was the type of kid that could, uh, if you could get outside and play something and then and have fun playing sport, I was going to do it no matter what it was. You know, I'd, I'd play sports just to get out of school sometimes because I enjoyed it so much. So um, I, I grew up there, um, you know, went to high school, then went on to college and became a, a physical education teacher. Um, I got my degree and then I had the opportunity to come over to the U.S. Uh, about five years ago and, and play rugby. And I did that um, for six months. Then I, I stayed uh, up to a year. At that time, there was a company named Adivis who was starting up, and they're a company that focuses on 
developing the game of rugby and I still work with them today. They're a great organisation and, and it's sort of it's a chance for me to give back to the game that has given me so much because I started playing when I was five years old. So wow. um, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here because of that. And I, I feel blessed that I'm able to give back every day to, to young kids and travel around the country and, and try to help kids get to the, the level that I'm at. And uh, it just feels really great. And But as for my playing career, um, I came over here uh, to play with Seattle and just, you know, you, you talked about great leadership and great uh, coaching staffs and, and things like that. We have uh, our president, Kevin Flynn, who's, who's one of the smartest rugby minds I've ever met. And he's really put in place uh, a rugby club that's focused around community. It's focused around uh, that team atmosphere, the culture. It's, and it's getting as close to a professional club as I've ever seen in America. So... He's really putting that in place. And then our, our director of rugby, Justin Fitzpatrick, uh, the leadership he shows and the knowledge he has of the game really set us on the right path. And, and I believe those two working together is the reason that we've become so successful, both in the men and the women's. I mean, we have, uh, in our men's team, we've now got eight uh, USA Eagles. Um, the closest to that um, is about a quarter of that in any other team in the country. And now our women, uh, our women's team has uh, four or five Eagles now. And it's just, it's just growing and growing. And they're building something that is, is just really awesome. And I think it's, it's all to do with part of that intentionality that you were talking about and actually believing in it and, and giving back uh, for the right reason and doing things for the right reasons and intent. And I believe that's why we've become so successful. And I just feel so uh, blessed to be a part of it. You know, I think, I think every day that that, that happens. So that's sort of that's, my story. I don't know if that's enough, but. Uh, <laughs> no, that's these days. perfect. Yeah. I, you know, I just, uh, I feel very, very fortunate and blessed also to have both of you on the show and to share your experience and, uh, and, and to talk about uh, this power of intention is so powerful. You know, how, how cool is it that, that the Seattle Saracens are really number one? That is that is it. They are the premier team. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are there any are there any questions from the callers? Um, I I've had um, several callers just shift right over to the. Uh, uh, the online chat and um and sometimes it's easier a number of callers calling in from Canada. Very interesting. So um uh, let me just check. Um I'm going to uh just play a song for now. We're gonna take a, a short break and um and and we're gonna come back um after this uh, short, short song. Hold on one second. We'll be right back with more with Matt and uh, the power of intention. I paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence but committed no crime and bad mistakes.
Marshall from Ontario, Canada, out there in Hamilton. And we also have Matt on the line. And Matt from uh, the Eagles and also the Seattle Saracens. We want to talk about the kids programs that the Seattle Saracens offers and the, the, this, this club, this very expensive club, offers to the community. And uh, I want you to just take it away and let, let the people know what's going on. Okay, so um, with the club, they're starting to put in place uh, things that will help the community and all different teams. But at the moment, it's through an organization that I, that I work for called Adivus Rugby. And how it works is uh, we, we do youth programming all year round. And it's obviously one of the most important parts of, of any sport and any part of life in general is, is youth activation. So the goal with, with the, the youth programs is to get them uh, interested or get them um, into a game or a sport they may not have been uh, exposed to before. Uh, and it's something that's challenging for kids. It's also exciting. And they love it because rugby is a sport where you do multiple skills and you have multiple jobs within a team, opposed to some uh, some sports here in the States where, you know, if you, you play football, you might just block for everyone all game or you might just kick the ball once. Whereas rugby, you pass, you kick, you tackle, um, you run, you do, you're doing everything. So it's, it's a very much a team sport. And getting kids involved in that early uh, really develops their skills in life as well. There's a, there's a statistic out there, and I, and I can't remember the exact quote, but more um, management, more people in upper management have played rugby than any other sport in business, and that's worldwide. And that just shows that getting involved in a sport like rugby increases communication, teamwork, uh, dedication, things we've talked about, you know. So it's just uh, it's a wonderful thing to see a kid 
pick up a ball and immediately smile and have fun and enjoy something where they can contribute and make friends and uh, and just become better people. You know, it, it, and you literally can see it when you when you're working with these kids, and it's it's wonderful. Wow, that is amazing. It's really, truly phenomenal. Is there a website where people can learn more about what Atavis does? Yes, you can go to atavis.com. It's A-T-A-V-U-S. And uh, there's multiple programs on there. We run youth camps uh, year-round in California and Seattle, and then we also hold camps around the country for areas that might not have it. Um, through our training camps, you know, which goes from youth all the way through to uh, teenagers and, and uh, men and women. So uh, we, we cater for all levels, and, and the you know the, the reason we do it is is to find that next generation of of not only superstars to become great players, but just to give kids a chance to develop and contribute, like I talked about before. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, I, I hope I'm not sounding too passionate because uh, it's something that I, I believe in and something that I, I really think is, is so beneficial. Absolutely. Now, are there programs for kids in, uh, you know, rural areas or the places that don't have the funding or don't have a lot of money to put together a program like this? Yes, yeah, so I mean America is such a, a large country. It's, it's uh, we can only reach so far. But what what we do is we work with boys and girls clubs. We work with um, all sorts of uh, government organisations where we can uh, uh, give kids a chance to experience it who wouldn't be able to afford it or wouldn't be able to get access. You know, if their parents couldn't take them to the sport and things like that. So um, there's multiple there's multiple ways we do that. Um, you can you can see all that information online. But, um, yeah, so we, we just try and give back to as many people as we can. I mean, just uh, yesterday I was at a camp with, uh, it was put through uh, the school, the school that, uh, system put us in, in a camp where we were working with kids who um, might have had troubled backgrounds or may have had um, low economic status. And just to see them pick up the ball, they'd never picked it up before, and a group of random kids that had never met by the end of it, we're playing team games and really enjoying themselves. And you see the kids actually open up personally and they start to give high fives. They start to uh, really encourage each other. And that's just something that, I mean, you can't, you can't put a price on seeing something like that. You know, it's just so, so mm-hmm. inspiring. It's empowering for sure. That's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's, yeah. Sounds like a a very credible, awesome organization with amazing culture and and obviously the intention of the leaders of that in corporation are it's really shining through the throughout the whole uh whole club. Yeah, so it's uh it's it's something really special to be a part of. I I really feel that uh, you know, coming to America I think I feel like it was something that was meant to be. And then I've got involved with, with a great organization like Atavis. And also, I mean, I get to be the captain of, you know, the greatest club in America, the Seattle Saracens. I mean, I don't know what I did to deserve this sometimes. I think I, uh, but I'm happy to be a part of it, that's for sure. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like, though, you've always had that sort of drive and understanding of intention and, and commitment to it uh, since you were at a young age. 
Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm a very competitive person, sometimes too much. Um, I'm the type of person that would, you know, race you to the bus stop or, uh, you know, I, I just, I've, I've had older brothers, so it's, uh, it's just something that was put into me very young. My dad was a, uh, an Olympic coach of the Australian kayak team, so he's um, quite an established coach and an athlete himself. So it's just my mum was a regional swimmer and netball player, so I think sport and, and competitiveness is in our family. And, and uh, I think without that upbringing, without that sort of, uh, you know, intention, um, I wouldn't have been able to make the levels that I've made in my my career. I'm just so thankful I've had that that upbringing. For sure, yeah. and I think it, it goes to 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 anyone who who does set intention. They have the same capabilities, the same opportunities. Um, whether you have a, an amazing background like yourself, or whether you come from a completely different background, learning and understanding the power of intention is so powerful for for all of us oh yeah I, I totally agree and and please don't get me wrong i mean as a player i'm not the fastest but i pride myself on working hard to be able to, to compete at a high level and and i think anyone can do that it's just a matter of of willing yourself to do it the power of intention you know i think uh tony robbins is i'm a big fan of he talks about um, having standards. You know, he says your body is a, is a measurement of your physical standards. Your finances are a measure of, of your standards. You get your, uh, you get your needs. Sorry, you get your must, not your needs. So I believe in always pushing myself and, and trying to strive, you know, to, to, to get better and better in whatever part of life it is. And I think any, anyone can do that. It's just a matter of willpower and, and telling yourself, here's my goal. I'm going to go get it, you know. I was uh, privileged to be one of Tony Robbins' uh, weekend uh, workshops, and it was quite amazing. Um, we were all to, at, you know, there's quite a few people, I would say a few hundred people in the room, and the exercise when we were all ready, according to Tony, was to walk across a bed of coals with your bare feet. And it was probably yeah. about, I, I would say, I don't know, 20, 20 feet, 25. I have, I don't even remember. All my, I just, my intention was not to get burnt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to walk across yeah. and, and do it. But, but he also prepped the whole entire room and, and didn't release us and allow us to do this until he felt the intention was sort of carried through and everybody understood. So it was quite powerful. He he's he's a, a great speaker as well. And didn't you have to yeah, wait till like three, four in the morning to do this? Yeah, talk? I think it was three o'clock in the morning where he finally says, Okay, we're ready. <laughs> oh god. Wow. <laughs> have to sleep but already. And everyone made yeah. it through the that that everyone made cold. it through. Everybody walked. I mean, uh, you know, just of course as I was about to go, they're making the flames hotter and, you know, cold hotter and I'm like, Okay, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> oh, it was quite an awesome. amazing experience actually. You know, uh, I can only imagine it, the power of intention. You know, a lot of what we were talking before about was, you know, power of intention versus law of attraction. And, and Wayne Dyer, a lot of people know about what he has he's written, like 45 books and, and different things. He's written a book called The Power of Intention. And um, 
and he says, you know, most people really mistake uh, in trying to apply the the law of attraction as they want things. They demand things. Uh, but that really, it, the universe doesn't work that way. It's all about allowing. And he he, he really does teach about, uh, he brings in a lot of the Tao Te Ching and how, you know, uh, there's these uh, virtues that, uh, I think it's the 51st uh, verse. Yeah. That, four um, cardinal virtues. about the four cardinal virtues. And the first is mm-hmm. reverence for all lives. And this really manifests as unconditional love and respect for not only ourselves but for other beings. And the second is natural sincerity. This this manifests as honesty and simplicity and faithfulness. The third is gentleness, which manifests as kindness and consideration for others and sensitivity to spiritual truth. And the fourth is supportiveness. This uh, usually looks like service to others without even an expectation of a reward. And when I looked at this uh, today as I was prepping for this, I had no idea of the real story behind this story. And the more I listen to you, Matt, the more I can feel those four cardinal virtues in your life as even a small child. And how important it is as we progress and grow and we get older that we forward these uh, four cardinal virtues in everything we do. And that's so refreshing to hear that uh, the Seattle Saracens and this this organization uh, behind it, really, the fuel, is is I think it's infused with these four cardinal virtues. I don't know about you, Sandy, but this is what it really feels like to me. Absolutely. There's great leadership there for sure. I uh, I totally agree. I think um you know, to be to be perfectly honest, I'm not familiar with uh with that philosopher, but I, I actually completely agree with what you're saying and I and I see it now myself. I think I'm gonna have to actually look him up uh once I hop off the phone here. Because it yeah, just sounds yeah. so, so similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he's talking about uh, a text that was written 2,500 year, years before, uh, you know, Christ and, and people that, you know, really follow the Bible. But it's it's a simpler truth. His name is Lao Tzu, and the listeners uh, can look him up. It's L-A-O-T-Z-U. And uh, Wayne Dyer has a great book out called uh, change your thoughts, uh, change your life, living the wisdom of the Tao. And I've I've really um, enjoyed every every page of this book. It's uh, it's an amazing read. It's easy. It's a daily study. And um, yeah, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra. We've been doing some quoting of him, and also um, Wayne Dyer, and of course Lao Tzu. Um, and uh, wow! So I'm 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 just thrilled to have you on the, on the uh, show and to have Christine. How does one get a hold of this organization if they want to send some money to you guys or help these players that have to fund themselves, such as the the women's team? They have, you know, have to make it to Beantown or their their match uh, with Beantown in in Colorado. Many of these players, you know, they work full time, and they have uh, some of them even have kids and a full family and responsibilities, and it's difficult. So, 
uh, my request is for anybody listening out there uh, to to reach in. Even a ten dollar donation helps organizations like these are so important. And um, so, how do we get a hold of this organization, Atavis or Seattle Saracens, if they want to sponsor directly? So um, uh, you could use the website for Atavis at atavis.com, and um, there's, there's a ton of information there on how to support or get behind it. And then with the club, at the moment, I think the best uh, the best way is um, to go on Facebook. Uh, that way, you'll be able to talk directly to our to our management team and our administration team. And a website is coming, but as you said, um, you know things cost money, and we're we're an amateur club. Uh, none of us are paid. Everyone has full-time jobs and families, like you said. So, you know, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing that up and, and uh, trying to get support for us because um, anything, like you said, anything helps. So um, it would be really appreciated, like, especially like the women just, just won the USA national titles and they had to pay for that out of their pocket. Now, of course, some sponsorship money came in, but I think that's amazing that a, that a major sport like rugby and the fastest-growing sport in the country and the best team in the country who just won still had to pay their own way. You know, that's, I think that's uh, a little bit wrong. And I hopefully, eventually, this sport can pick up a bit more in the U.S. and bigger sponsors come in and it's on TV and things like that. But right now, yeah, you're right. We, we could use all the help we can get. So uh, the best Absolutely. way would be Seattle Saracens on Facebook. Um, and, hey, that, that uh, would go a long way and mean a lot to a lot of people, uh, more than you could imagine, you know, it's... it's Mm-hmm. It's tough sometimes to uh, to try and find yourself the whole time and be away from your family and friends. So uh, we really exactly. appreciate you guys bringing uh, that up. Yeah, no problem. And, and SeattleSaracensRugby.com is is up, and and you can go to the SeattleSaracensRugby.com site and hit the donate yep. button. It's very important. There's a contact. Um, that will put you in contact, and, and I'm sure there's uh, many ways to sponsor. And, you know, uh, just get involved. That's what it's about. It's about uh, the understanding that we're all one. We're all connected. And um, I love I love the story of Seattle, Saracens. I love that you've come on the, the show and Christine and the support for the Lifeline with Cindy Summer. We appreciate it. And, uh We'd love to have you back and, and give you an update or give us an update, and, and uh, we would uh, welcome that and uh, definitely share the show with your friends and family, everyone out there. And um, we're gonna we're gonna go to a break, and uh, I just want to um, just encourage you guys to stay with us. Stay with us. Uh, we're gonna have a discussion uh, about power of intention with. Uh, uh, Sandy, and if Matt can stay, we welcome you to stay, Matt. Um, we're going to go to short commercial, and we'll be right back. So stay with us, folks. Seems like I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty here, so we're just going to uh, keep working at it. We're going to go to this testimonial. 
My name is John Wooler. You may have heard of Cindy's voiceovers of my testimonials on her show Lifeline. Since I work in the recording industry, I thought I'd make my own testimonial and tell you in my own words why I believe you should call Cindy. I first worked with Cindy three weeks ago. I was introduced to her and was interested in the work that she does. I've had the opportunity to work with various experts in the metaphysical field, focusing mostly on hypnosis, guided imagery, and Reiki. My session with her was very interesting for me as it combined many of these disciplines together, and the overall result was very positive. For me, the sessions have allowed me to continue to remove emotional blockages and look at stressful situations or events differently. How we perceive things is how we usually handle things, so by having the ability to access additional information has a direct result on how one feels. Anyone who wants to raise consciousness or be able to remove emotional blocks should work with Cindy. She's credible and has proven results. When working with someone new, I always keep an open mind, but I feel I have to get tangible results, and that's what I got with her. I highly recommend her.
We're back live. This is Cindy Summer, Lifeline with Cindy Summer. And so grateful to have this time uh, talking about intention, the power of intention. And uh, we are just uh, speaking with uh, Sandy Marshall and Matt from the USA Eagles uh, and the Seattle Saracens talking about so much in this show. So grateful. You know, we are... um, this show is full. It is so uh, spot on. It's almost like I don't want to continue. I just want to end it on this note. And, uh, you know, sometimes we go the full two hours, but I think we're just going to wrap it up, Matt, and uh, thank you for your time and, and for your energy and your graciousness of being on the show and all the coaching staff and for Christine Summer and her uh, amazing energy as well. Um, I'm just gonna say thank you, and we're gonna we're gonna end the show with uh, lots of gratitude. Um, uh, so thank you, Matt. Um, and I, I'm gonna just announce a couple things to everyone that's listening here in Lexington, Kentucky. I've got some sponsored events coming up: the LA Fitness on the 19th of July. It's a Sunday afternoon, uh, 5:30 to 7:30. I'm gonna do one of the workshops. The uh, Cleanse and Clear. It is free, free, but we're limited to uh, 50 people. So if you want to attend that workshop, uh, it is free, but you got to sign up. you got to sign up. You do it either by calling Thai Peace In, which will reach me, or you can get a hold of uh, Sandy Marshall at 905-317-6100. Um, there's no catch to it. You just uh, want to get your email, and you can write us an email. If you can just do that, we'd be grateful. Uh, you can write Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, at lifelinehealing.org, or myself, C-I-N-D-Y, at lifelinehealing.org. The uh, website, uh, lifelinehealing.org, obviously is our major web- website. Uh, there's the blog. Um, we have this blog talk radio show. We have a Facebook pen fan page, look us up. It's all connected with the lifelinehealing.org. And if you want to read about uh, my story and how Lifeline came together, visit lifelinehealing.wordpress.com. That'll give you the story how I, I went from living in California as a deputy sheriff for nearly 20 years and then protecting diplomats all over the world, uh, very high-end diplomats, uh, to healing work. And Lifeline Healing. It's uh, an amazing story, an amazing experience, and an amazing life for me. Also, you can get a hold of Sandy uh, to do an Akashic Record read. Uh, she's available and uh, very reasonable. 905-317-6100. That is it. We're going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts, Matt, that you want to say? Yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, it's been an honor, and I think I think the show's content and what you're talking about is so uh, it's so beneficial. I, I'm sure it helps a lot of people. So I'm really honored to be a part of it, and uh, I wish I got in touch with my spiritual side and my mental side a lot earlier in my development. I think I would have uh, got a lot further, a lot quicker. So um, it's really something that's important for everyone. So yeah, thanks again, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I hope I can speak to you again sometime. Thank Absolutely. You, Thank you. All right, so so with that, we're just going to uh, uh, say goodbye, and uh, there's some more contact info in this short close. 
we say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's called in, to all the people who are listening live, online, and in the chat. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, and we send you love and blessings. Thank you for listening, for your call-ins, and for all those in the chat who participated in tonight's show. To book your session with Cindy Summer, visit lifelinehealing.org. To read the stories of how Lifeline Healing came together, visit Cindy's blog at lifelinehealing.wordpress.com. And be sure to visit the fan page on Facebook and tell your friends about the show. The number to reach Cindy is Tie Peace In. We are so grateful that you're with us and look forward to our next experience with one another on Lifeline with Cindy Summer. Good night, friend. Much love and many blessings from the Lifeline Angel Team.